Travel Anderson. Here. Hello, 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 hello. Hello. Very happy to have Travel back. Travel, you are the the head of culture entertainment at Out Magazine. Yes, I am. You are an award winning journalist. That's what they tell me. Uh huh. And then, and then according to your Twitter or to your email signature, you're a world changer. I I strive to be a world changer <laughs> each and every day. Good. Well, we're happy to have you here, uh, Jarrett. Uh, you've known Jarrett for quite a while. Yes. Yes. Now he's been sick in your presence before. He has. Okay. He it, has. Is he a baby when he's sick, or do you think he's really, really sick to the point that he should not be in studio right I now? I think he's really, really sick. Jared is one of those people who will kill themselves to show up to work, right? Okay. Like, he left here yesterday, and we had, like, a four-hour meeting for this event we're planning next week, and, like, I could tell on his face that, like, he's he's almost empty. <laughs> Um, and you usually can't tell with Jared. Right. And so when he texted me late last night, he was like, I think I'm going to wake up feeling like a mess. Feeling worse. Would you be willing to step? And I was like, just let me know by 8 a.m. That yeah. way I can figure something out. I mean, let's, I thought that you had gotten a text like <laughs> an hour ago. So I'm pretty amazed that you got, I mean, I'm glad that you got a little bit of heads up because when you wake up in the morning and you think you're going to have a certain day yes, and yes, then all of a sudden yes. something happens and the whole day is the whole different than you up. thought. Yeah. So then it, it completely throws you off. So I'm glad that you were able to get a little bit of a heads up and I'm glad to know that you think Jared is being truthful in how terrible he feels. I really do think so. I told him, I told him like a week ago, he needed to just like start drinking some emergency, some Robitussin, because Robitussin cures everything. Yeah, and then you get the Robo Trip if you drink enough. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a win-win, really. Win-win. <laughs> yeah, I am I am amazed that I'm still healthy, but it is a situation where we are all in the same studio. If, uh, you know, I, I think some people clean their microphones when they're done using them, but for the most part, if one person gets sick, that means everyone on Channel Q will eventually Uh be sick. So just to let you know, not to scare you, but you're on Jarrett's microphone right now. It's fine. I don't even get sick. Like, I get a little scratch in the back of my throat, and then I just start downing drugs. I can't can't, can't be sick. So you don't get sick. I just don't. I feel like just a little something, something coming on. I'm like, no, 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 honey. (laughs) And then I I drink emergency like four times a day, which you're not supposed to do. Um, I, you know, Robitussin is my friend, you know. I think Robitussin feels that's mutual feeling. (laughs) First name basis, you know. Um, What's up, Robe? I don't, I just don't do, I can't do sickness. Well, I'm really glad that you're here. We were actually thinking about you yesterday because it was national, was it national pronoun? National pronoun day. Yes. Which I I didn't know existed. No, I don't think anybody (laughs) did. I think the HRC like tweeted something like, happy pronoun day. And everyone was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh oh, this is a thing. (laughs) Right. But uh, I mean, as a gay radio station, you feel like we need need to keep up on this stuff. You don't gotta keep. It's so much. But it's much. impossible. It's so much. There's a new day for everything every year it feels like. I mean, today is probably something that we're missing. It's probably like national like fried chicken day or something. <laughs> I mean, isn't every day? <laughs> valid I, point. <laughs> that's a valid point. But I was interested in what you tweeted because you tweeted about uh, your pronouns yes. and how you 
you're he, him, they, them, but you also don't care. Yes. What What did you tweet exactly? I, I said to ask that you my it. pronouns are he, she, slay. Okay. Um, right. But I, I also don't care about pronouns spelled right on the check. That's what really matters. Yeah, that's so the day is that today? These are, okay. Emmy producer Emmy, who is who is here and sick. Uh, yes. Today is Black, Black Poetry, Poetry day. day. Interesting. A National Edge Day. I don't know what that means. Does that mean we have to go take a selfie on the edge of a cliff? <laughs> National Mulligan Day. Okay, so if this show goes wrong, we have a do-over. <laughs> it's National Pasta Day. That's something I can get behind. Let's, okay, yeah, I can get behind some pasta days. National. This is too many days already. <laughs> Why are we doing this? Uh, National Get Smart About Credit Day. Okay. Sure. Sure, that'll be hard for millennials. And then Get to Know Your Customers Day. Well, why don't we change that to get to know your listeners day? If you want to tell us something about you, why don't you tweet at us at DTS show on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, You can DM us on on both and just tell us a little known fact about yourself. I love that. And you want to give us a, we want to get to know you, know you a little better. It'll help inform our show and it'll help us uh, uh, put on a better, more relevant program. I love that thought you just had. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so thank you to all the national days out there. But I think it's interesting what you say, Travel, is that you you, he, she slay, but Mm -hmm. also you don't care. I think that a lot of people that I'm meeting that uh, are fluid on their pronouns, Mm -hmm. they identify as more than one pronoun, or they also are kind of like, whatever. I think it's one of those things where it's like, for some people, their pronouns are very important to them, and you know they feel a as if it's an, an act of violence when you misgender them or, or use the wrong pronouns. But for other people like myself, it's just like, I I really don't care mm-hmm. um, because I don't find a home in any of those words in particular. And so whichever one you choose to use, depending on how I'm presenting that day, is totally fine with me. Yeah, I, I well, I, I had a, <clears throat> a friend who, or a new friend, and uh, they were they, them, and he, him. Mm-hmm. And I think someone... Like before we met him, somebody told us, oh, you know, they identify as they, them or he, him or whatever. Then we there was another person who stepped into the conversation and said he and then apologized and was like, oh, I, I, uh, uh-huh. I, I'm sorry. And I get that all the time. Right. And yeah. I, as you you probably get that often. Does it bother you when people apologize immediately? Because I, I wonder if it's just sewing so, uh, Say, it's I don't know. I saw on social media somebody else saying mm-hmm. that apologizing is sort of it, it can be seen as an insulting or an insensitive response to be mm. like, oh, I'm so sorry. I screwed up your thing. Oh, do you see it that I way? I don't at see all? it that way. I don't necessarily think, see it that way either. I, I think just, I love when I see people who who feel whether they have or, or they have not made a mistake in somebody's pronoun or misgendering somebody who apologize in the moment. I think that shows to me um, that they're that they're trying. You okay, know? and that's that's like the, the <laughs> that's the important intention part is the most important exactly thing. the intention is the most important thing. I think you can tell based on like somebody's tone or how they say it, whether or not they're being you know jerks about your pronoun. Yeah, versus just like I'm sorry, I I wasn't aware or I didn't know or I accidentally used the wrong one. You know, it's it. 
I think sometimes we can get caught up in that apology part of it when really it should just be something that you know you apologize and move on. Right. right? You don't um, get, but some people get they what they freak out when they're uncomfortable. Right. People so, get, get nervous. I think about yeah, they're just like ah, I mean, know. hey guys, I mean, ah! <laughs> and it, it and it, it's difficult, right? I think for people who are coming to terms with you know some of these news words, new pronouns, all of that. But I think ultimately, as long as for me, if I see that you're trying, you know, that's what matters to me. Right. You're not just looking to be like, oh, you're a boy. Exactly. We call you a boy. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to learn a lot today. I know this. Thank Love you, it. Travel, for being here. We have an exciting show lined up for you today. We have Gay Gay Cray Cray because it is Thursday. We've got a Trump around because he's always doing something. And have you ever met someone who was completely changed after social media was invented? There are some people who really are not the person you met once Instagram became a thing. So we'll talk about that. We have a real estate and much more. So stick around. This is Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Drop a Subject with Allie and Travell Anderson is with me today. I've already gotten a text, an angry one from Jared Hill, <laughs> saying, Allie says, Jared's a baby when he's sick. Everyone else says, no, he's not. Allie says, but isn't he a baby when he's sick? Everyone else says, no. <laughs> Allie says, so he's a baby when he's sick. Got it. <laughs> uh, if you're listening still, Jared, go to sleep. Go you to need sleep. rest. <laughs> Please. What are you listening to this show for? God. Don't you better things to do? Okay, a lot of people waking up to some sad news this morning. I know I did when I got into the studio. I, uh, you know, just went to look at what was going on in the world like I usually do. And I saw uh, Elijah Cummings dead at 68. And I don't know what your first reaction was, Travel, but I just know I I know a little bit about him just based on a lot of the uh, a lot of the issues that have been relating to the the investigations mm-hmm. and the impeachment inquiry and I didn't know that there was anything wrong with his health mm-hmm. so I was like oh my god people are getting murdered what is going on now I was like ah. I was like it starts it's the him and then it's gonna be the whistleblower and I'm just like there's this is like a, a born supremacy movie this is crazy um, but then I saw that he had a long a, a long standing health issue mm-hmm. it says uh, quote a com- he died of complications concerning long standing health challenges which is basically as vague as it gets right but um I, I'm I'm sure sure that they just want to release the bare bones of the information right now but it's it was a real bummer because you know he's this guy's been in office since the 90s like I mean, consistently right and he I mean I think he won when he was first elected to office uh here let me see first elected to the US Congress in 1996 was reelected last year so this is many years later mm-hmm. with 76% of the vote yes. that ain't bad and he's never dropped below 69% of the vote so he's always had an incredible amount of support yes. and he's been a pioneer obviously for the African American voice uh, but also for LGBT Yes, I think he's one of those people who, you know, often gets lifted up for like traditional civil rights in terms of the black community and the things that he's done advocating for his congressional district, um, which is uh, headquartered with Baltimore. Um, But he's also been somebody, you know, on the floor that has been advocating for LGBTQ issues once he, you know, came 
you know, of of his his you know his evolving. Once he had a little time. Yeah. Yes. Once With, he evolved. Once he got out of the nineties. Yes. Yeah. Got um, it. <laughs> and so, but he's been very fervent about it. Once he made that switch, um, similar to like you know Joe Biden. We hear Joe Biden talk about his evolving over the years. Um, and so like he's supported and put forth different legislation that would like protect the rights of LGBTQ people. He you know was a fervent opposer. Uh, opposer opponent. Yeah. Person who opposed. Not Uh, (laughs) opposer and opposer. Yes, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) He was a big poser. I mean, now that he's... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, But he he very much opposed, you know, legislation that they were trying to bring forward that would restrict the government from, um, you know, uh, uh, holding accountable people who didn't want to serve LGBTQ folks. Right. um, right, Because of, you know, quote unquote, religious beliefs. Yeah, well, Um, it seems like a lot of people have been very emotional this morning about hearing upon his death. Uh, Nancy Pelosi was one of them. She appeared to be very visibly emotional when she started her weekly press conference. And she said, uh, in the Congress, Elijah was considered a North Star. And she said that she referred to him as my brother in Baltimore. He was a leader of towering character and integrity. He lived the American dream. Oh, you know, she's so cute. Is Is she? Yes, Nancy Pelosi. Okay. You don't think so? I mean, I'm not I'm not saying no nothing. I just okay, <laughs> I'm going to say from like old lady emotional mm-hmm. like to to see like old lady emotion like when somebody passes, I feel like I'm like, "Oh, I'm always like, no, don't cry, I feel that. little old lady. You're I feel so that. nice." I understand that though. You know what I mean? There's been a, there have been a, a number of deaths over the last few weeks that have been, you know, kind of major, like Diane Carroll dying yes. a couple weeks ago, Scotty Bowers, I don't know if anyone actually knows who Scotty Bowers is, but he's like this legendary person who they say, you know, set up some of the golden age closeted folks with, you know, little boys and little girls oh, really? off of Hollywood Boulevard back in the day. There's this really great documentary about Scotty Bowers that everyone should check out that came out last year. But he died uh, What is it on? Weekend. Is it on Netflix? Um, it's, I believe it's on HBO. Okay. Um, uh, I think it's called Scotty Bowers and the Secret of Hollywood or something like that. Oh. Um, but it's, you know, we've had a number of these titans in our culture die over the last few weeks. It's always sad to hear. Uh, yeah. Well, and a lot of people are thinking, you know, what's going to happen now? You know, Cummings was the chairman of the Oversight Committee. Yes. So how is this going to affect the impeachment investigation? Who is going to replace him? And it seems like so far, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi will have a major say on who the next chair will be. Uh, but a senior Democratic leadership aide said that Democratic Representative Carolyn Maloney of New York becomes acting chair as number two in seniority on the committee. So it seems like that is who is going to step in for the time being. But as far as a permanent replacement, it's still up in the air. So we will, of course, keep you updated on that. And... Uh, Yeah, a little bit of a sad morning in that way. He seemed like a really cool guy. I remember him speaking after one of the many, many uh, (laughs) uh, investigations that was going on. He said something afterwards. He was like, we can do better as a country like this. He had a statement that just was so powerful. I just remember hearing him speak and being like, wow, really impressed. He was one of those. Yeah, he was. Uh, So he will be missed. Uh, More Drop the Subject on the way. Don't go anywhere. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. 
Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, drop the subject with Allie. And Travel Anderson is joining me today while Jared Hill is out sick. Happy to have you, Travel. Glad to be here. Where can people follow you? You can follow me on the internet at Travel Anderson. Perfect. I've heard of the internet. I think it's going to be big. <laughs> we have gotten a message from a, a listener named Willie. And this is part of our, what is the name I already forgot? National Get to Know Your Listeners Day. Yes. And uh, so Willie says, and you can, of course, reach out to us at DTS Show on Twitter and Instagram all day. We're trying to get to know our listeners a little better. Willie says, I've been super busy at work lately, but I'm going to try and call to say hi, question mark. Hope Jared and the producer who is not Ginger Justin get better soon. (laughs) I also hope you don't get sick, drink plenty of liquids, wash your hands frequently, and take care. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really hope, producer who is not Ginger Justin, you feel better. Okay. She's like coughing because she's laughing so hard. Um... All right. This. How is your gaydar? Do you think, Travel? Do you? Oh, my claim gaydar. To have... My gaydar is amazing. Is it? Oh yes. It always has. Been. I know my people. You know, <laughs> it's just something deep down inside that goes off. It just whether they whether they know it or not. I know. You should do it at carnivals. You know, it's like guess the weight. You're like, all right, you're pansexual with a little bit of here, and if you get it wrong, you get a stuffed animal or a sex toy. Right. Well, there is there is a new app that claims to have perfected DNA-based gaydar. Yes, it's so, so weird. Apparently, the, the name of the app is called How Gay Are You, which, you oh, that, know, okay. well, that direct, makes sense. right? Yeah. Um, and it's from this company called Insolent.ai by this entrepreneur named scary. Joel Bellinson. Um, and he says that he is able to, like, take a look at your DNA and tell whether, like, how gay you are. <laughs> um, it's, it's really weird. Um, to be clear, all of the actual science says, like, this is not possible. Yes, uh, I, I kind of figured that some real scientist would step in and be like, this is impossible. Like, there's no there's no evidence that an app can ever do this, but he says that because researchers recently found that hundreds of genetic markers are correlated with people who reported having had at least one same-sex encounter in their life, that that allows him slash the app to determine, you know, where you I are see. on this whole sexuality thing. On the, on thing. the uh, gay Kinsey scale. <laughs> yes. Interesting. So he's able to at least sort of determine same-sex attraction yeah. based it seems on like, DNA. It seems like something that somebody who has a little bit of money, who knows how to, you know, put an app together, came up with. And I'm like, this, 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 this will be cute. <laughs> you know, this will be interesting. It's, it's always interesting. There are some apps that scream to me, this was a high idea. <laughs> like this was this something where somebody so. was like really wasted or very really high so. or on LSD and was like, I can tell how gay you are in the mind. With my mind. No, it's DNA. <laughs> it's genetic. My name's Joel. It's science. <laughs> it's um, science. It's so interesting. Um, so like what they do in the app apparently is they tell you whether or not your same sex attraction is like average, above average, below average, whatever average is. Who knows what average is? You know, th- they say we're all a little gay. Um, we are. Some more than others, uh, <laughs> I suppose. I mean, we took a DNA test and it turns out we are 100% gay. Right. Very much so. Very much so, which is why we're here <laughs> and queer. But I think this is one of those apps where it is pointless, but still I want to download it and do the test. But here's the thing. <laughs> It costs $5.50. Okay, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Forget it. 
Uh, it apparently five dollars and fifty cents. Why do they have to add the fifty? Well, because apparently it's on this like new platform called Gene Plaza, which has all these different apps that use and exchange genetic data. And so observers have expressed some concern, obviously, that the data could be misused. So you probably shouldn't be giving them your data anyway. <laughs> um, but you know, if you're really interested and you really want to invest in knowing if your DNA, you know, is yeah. telling you a little something, if your your mitochondria are r- waving some rainbow flags maybe if you were oh that's so cute <laughs> mitochondria being like <laughs> i think that it, it's maybe it's helpful for people who if they're really on the fence about gayness about their gayness and they also want to give their data to people i mean well listen they all the, have no privacy the cia the nsa they all have your information already <laughs> if you do one of these ancestry.com things somebody in the government has your dna so yeah and you know what i'm okay with it at this point you kind of have to be i'm like all right you know what if anyone wants to steal my identity have fun like go i don't it. think it's really worth there's it. there's nothing there credit is a mess you can you know fix it for me maybe i feel like it <laughs> hack into my stuff and then be like, oh God, log out, log out. This is awful. Okay. We have uh, on deck a Gay Gay Cray Cray. This is a tried and true Thursday staple. Travel, have you played Gay Gay Cray Cray? I have not. You haven't? Okay. So here's how it works. I'm going to share with you a story of a couple, Uh something that they did that was maybe unconventional. Sometimes it involves an arrest. Sometimes it's just a wacky couple. (laughs) I'll give you as many details as I can without revealing the gender of the Mm. couple. And you have to guess if they are Gay Gay or just Cray cray. Oh, I love this. Okay, so that is on deck. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. All right, Allie Johnson here. Travella Anderson over there joining me today. And we have News It or Lose It on deck. We have another exciting hour of radio uh, ahead of us. But right now, it is time for our Thursday staple. Gay, gay, cray, cray. Travel, you need to listen very carefully. I got you. I will give you the details of a couple who has done something unconventional. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it involves jail time, other times it doesn't. Okay. I will not give you any gender pronouns of these people. I will not give you their names. And you must guess if they are gay, gay, or just plain gay. Hetero cray cray. I feel like I'm on $100,000 pyramid. I'm ready. <laughs> I would love for this to be on $100,000 pyramid. <laughs> and you said in the in the last segment there that you had great gaydar, so we'll see how you. it translates on paper. All right, relationship success is all based on common core values. At least that's what we always hear from Dr. Jen Mann, our favorite relationship therapist, other than you, Dr. Chris. And this couple has found the common core value of grand theft. It's just really working for them. Oh, wow. They both love stealing. And hey, a happy relationship is a happy relationship. <laughs> what I'm not works for judge. them works for them. Yeah. They have unfortunately just been arrested for robbing a person's home. But it's what they've robbed that puts the gay, gay, cray, cray question at the forefront of this story. All right. They stole a jewelry box and a cat. They also, I will say they also stole a Samsung television, but which they pawned, but they kept the jewelry box and the cat. Mm. So this is the victim gives an account. She says that uh, she was coming home from work one day and she noticed something was wrong because her cat was not there to greet her when she got home. 
It had been cat burgled. <laughs> so she was searching the residence for said cat. Then she noticed that there was a big old rectangle where her TV was supposed to be, <laughs> which was valued at $1,200. That was missing. $1,200 TV? Girl. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? You just returned home from work? What work? Right. So she called the police and they were able to retrieve video from the neighbor's home surveillance camera. Mm. Mm. Yeah, she's definitely rich. Yes. She is that ring. They have cameras. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If something gets stolen from my home, it's like, Nyeh. oh, well, shrug. <laughs> yeah. It's like, does anyone cover this? No? All right. <laughs> So, in the video, they see two suspects. They're a couple. Mm-hmm. And they were uh, they were later identified. I won't tell you who they are, but I will say they were both 32 years old. Okay. All right. Do we know what city this was in? Ooh, that is a great question. Let me see. Vero Beach. Let's see where that what, is. What, what is that? Vero Beach. Let me. Is it Florida? I feel like into... all of these crazy stories, I mean, stories end up being yes, Florida. Yes, it's Florida. Mm-hmm. All okay. Right. All right. This helps. Okay. That is helpful information. That's okay. a good question. So let's see. We What we see in the video footage is as follows. The two pull up to the house. One one person exits the driver's side door. Then is seen, and then another is seen, seen exiting the passenger door. So they both get out of the car. Mm-hmm. One of them is observed walking around to the back of the house, opening the front door for the other person, and then they are also seen leaving the house with a cat in their arms. Disrespect <laughs> <laughs> to take somebody's cat. I, this is why I think it might be a little bit gay gay, because I feel like two lesbians might take somebody's cat. My wife has borderline almost taken somebody's cat because mm. she thought it was a stray and had that I need to save every <laughs> I cat need to thing. Save it. <laughs> and I was like, this is legit someone's cat. You can't just take a cat. Oh my God. You don't know what's going on. You don't know if it's just a neighborhood cat and it you know it belongs to somebody. Wow. She's like, oh I gotta I I gotta um I, I gotta are we what? Are we going to answer in this segment? We got to go. <laughs> we have to go. I'm being told to move on. Okay. The question is, Travel. Yes. Gay, gay, or cray, cray? I, you know what? I'm going to go. This sounds like something that the heteros would do. Uh-huh. So I'm going to I'm gonna go with just cray, cray. All right. Travel is going with cray, cray. We're going to take a little moment. We're going to give you the news it or lose it headlines and the answer to gay, gay, cray, cray. So don't go anywhere. This is Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. We're back. We drop the subject with Allie and Travel Anderson. You have voted that this couple is cray cray. We're in the middle of gay gay cray cray. They've got to be. Well, you had some good clarifying clues there. This couple did, they. They they committed theft, grand theft. They stole a, a Samsung flat screen TV, a jewelry box, and a cat. And there were some very good clues in there, including that this took place on a beach in Florida. So you are saying that this is a regular old heterosexual couple. I don't know if I would go regular, but yes, they're heter- they're hetero. <laughs> they're extra. Yes. Okay. You, Travel Anderson, are correct. They are crazy. That's right. <laughs> Their names are. Martavius Owens and Nicole Marie White. Here are their mugshots, just to get you a. a, a, a well, you familiar... said Martavius, so 
It kind of clued me in. Uh-huh. And the Those last name of White for the uh, for the woman, <laughs> Listen, definitely. Voila. So there you go. Both 32 years old. They both love stealing, and they bonded over stealing a flat screen TV and a cat. Now they are incarcerated. And unfortunately, since they're hetero, they have to be in separate prisons. Oh, Very sad dear. for them. All right. News that are lucid. Here we go. Drop the Subject presents... Lose it or lose it. All right, we're going to do this rapid fire style. I'm going to give you five headlines, and you, Travel, decide what we news and what we lose. If you want to news something, just tap that bell. You ready? Let's do it. Okay. First headline The home of this famous plastic icon is officially on Airbnb. Okay. News it. <laughs> Headline number two Cruise passenger banned for life after dangerous selfie. News it. Okay. Headline number three. Did Lizzo steal her DNA test Truth Hurts lyric? Twitter thinks so. Yes, because I want to talk about that. Okay. Headline number four. Nightmare news. The moment hundreds of birds killed themselves on the side of a building this week. I refuse. (laughs) And then finally, headline number five. The term blind spot may be offending people. Uh, news. Okay, all right. Why great. not? All right, so we've got four headlines ahead of you. Don't go anywhere. This is Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, very excited for the news that are losing stories that are about to ensue. This is Drop the Subject. I'm Allie. I'm with Travel Anderson today. And you can follow Travel at... Travel Anderson. Travel Anderson. You figure it out. This is News That Are Losing. <laughs> Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It Well, people love to hear that houses and sets that they've always had in their childhood and printed in their brains are are hitting the market on Airbnb and then you're able to spend the night in, you know, like uh, the friend's house or Mm -hmm. something of that nature. Well, this is the first of its kind and I'm not going to tell you exactly what it is. I will let the newscasters do their job. It's Barbie's 60th anniversary. One lucky person will have the chance to stay in Barbie's real-life Malibu dream house. Does he have a slide? Uh, I don't know. That was the best part. It's going to be available for rent next week. You can stay for $60 a night. Through what? Airbnb, $60 a night. First lucky person to stay overnight gets to bring three friends. You got a lot of perks. Uh, you like getting your hair done by the Kardashian's hairdresser, oh. having a hands-on professional cooking lesson. Huh. House has pink everywhere, a personal home theater, a meditation terrace. Oh, a meditation terrace. Oh, yeah, there's a slide. There it is. All the ladies so are like, oh, a meditation terrace. Great. <laughs> so it's a stunt. Just- 60 bucks a night. That's very exciting. So if you have 60 bucks and you're the size of a mouse, you're really going to enjoy staying in the Barbie dream house. I was about to say that sounds weird. Like, I don't understand it being a real life house, but plastic. Okay. Understood. I mean, I don't know if somebody has been constructing a real life Malibu Barbie dream house for this long, but... But I if you have been, it. $60 a night seems kind of low. It does seem a bit low, especially for an in, uh, in 
in-house movie theater right. and the Kardashians makeup artist and cooking lessons. I mean, uh, that I would imagine is going to sell out very soon, even faster than the Taco Bell Hotel. <laughs> okay, we have three stories left. Uh, a, 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 a person taking a selfie on a cruise has been banned for life. And is Lizzo stealing lyrics? It's ridiculous. We'll get to all that when we get back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, Allie and Travel Anderson here with you today, and we have three stories left in the News That Are Lose It portion. Later in the show, Travel Anderson will be doing his own News That Are Lose It. I, I can't will. wait for that. So we have three star- stories to cover. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about this cruise passenger who has been banned for life because of a dangerous swimsuit photo shoot that uh, almost claimed her life. Now, I know later in the show, we're also going to be talking about if you know anyone in your life who has been completely changed by social media, like they were a normal, mm. pretty sane person, mm-hmm. and then Instagram came along and they just lost their ass <laughs> for whatever reason. I think this girl would qualify. She qualifies. Yes. So there is a picture of her, and it was actually not taken by a friend. It was taken by a stranger who saw her doing this. and she, But she's taking pictures of herself, and she is over the edge of the balcony of a very tall cruise ship that is going to Jamaica. So on a lot of these cruise ships, there's a balcony, and then there's a tiny little lip mm-hmm. on the other side of the balcony. <gasps> That's where she was. So she's like holding on to yes. the thing and like leaning out. Yes. Like a dumb, <laughs> on, you know on, what. <laughs> on a fast moving cruise ship in open waters. She should have fell. She, right. I mean, that's Darwinism for you. <laughs> Peter. So this guy, Peter, who was also on the cruise, snapped a picture of her from a distance and was like, what an absolute idiot. What is this person doing? You cannot fall uh, You cannot fall off of a ship unless you are acting like a moron. So, yeah, I mean, if you fall and die, that's kind of on you because you stepped over a, a safety railing <laughs> right. in order to do that. Why would you even think that's okay, though? I mean, maybe... Instagram's not that important, no, I promise. it's not. And this is actually well-worded in a... In a Fo- I mean, I, you rarely credit Fox News, but uh, the article writer, Janine, Puhak, she said, sometimes a picture is not worth a thousand likes. <laughs> and that is 100% true. Speaking of 100%, Lizzo is the topic of conversation on Twitter right now. Smooth transition. Thank there. you. Thank you very that was much. So good. Thank you. <laughs> she is being called out for possibly stealing some lyrics. And there's a lot of information here, so we'll go through it. Um, a person by the name of Endorphina on Twitter, at Mina Lioness, that's her Twitter handle, she posted in February twenty in February of 2017, she posted, I did a DNA test and found out I'm 100% that bitch. So that was two years ago, over two years ago. There is also potentially a song that Lizzo had collaborated and created with some people two years ago that had a similar lyric and this is what we believe we have the original song and then the one that they claim was created two years prior and it, it the name of that song is one second here healthy it's called healthy with lizzo and it was also made by jesse st john so let's take a listen to that I just took a DNA this is the original, test, obviously. I'm a hundred percent that bitch, even when I'm crying crazy. I just did a DNA test, turns out I'm a hundred percent. 
and that bitch Even when I'm holistic, I, I just did the DNA So, turns out I'm a hundred plus and that bitch that's them played both together. So this was also posted on Instagram by someone named Justin Raisin, who said the clip shows a video and photos from the day, uh, includes video and photos from the day that we wrote Healthy, along with the comparisons between the two works, All the Love, Justin and Jeremiah. And they said that they are coming forward publicly to family, friends, artists and colleagues. It seems to be the only way at this point to get some credit because they said that they have not been able to get credit up until now. And they're saying that the song that they made two years ago with Lizzo. See, that's what I'm confused about. It says on April 11, 2017. So this is separate. There's two separate things here. There's okay. The, there's the tweet ah. from that person. Yes. And then the people who made this song with Lizzo two years ago. Right. And so, she used the line again in her new song, Truth Hurts. That's, I think, what's going on. Okay. So it says, on April 11, 2017, we wrote a song called Healthy with Lizzo, Jesse St. John, and Yves Rothman at our studio. I just took a DNA test. Turns out 100% that bitch was taken from Healthy and used in Truth Hurts. We were never contacted about being credited for the use of the parts of Healthy, the melody, the lyrics, and the chords that appear to be in Truth Hurts. Interesting. After, yeah. So I, when I saw this, I thought it was just about that tweet from that woman, which is t- difficult to prove because you have to prove that she knew about that tweet right. before she wrote the song. It's also Twitter. So like you put that out into the world. I don't, you, I don't you, think you have control over whether people make money off of it. This happens all the time with, com- with comedians, too. It's like, right. oh, I made that joke first five years ago. It's like, yeah, but you don't know if Jeff Ross saw that tweet or whoever exactly. it was. You know, you don't really have a lot of control, like you said. But if she wrote a song with somebody else and came up with that lyric, that's a very murky water, too, because you don't know how much ownership she had. Like, did she write that lyric right. two years ago when they were creating right. that song? Or did somebody else come up with that lyric and then she's using it and taking and not giving them any credit? Uh, they said that they've tried to sort this out quietly for the last two years, only asking for 5% each, but we've been shut down every time. So they also give a shout out to the singer, Minna Lioness. For tweeting, I just did a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% that bitch. A meme that came up in our writing session. Okay, so they are linked. And inspired the lyric and melody that we wrote together. If Ricky and Lizzo's team decide to settle this dispute with us, we would like to share some of the proceeds with Minna for her influence on Healthy. So they made a song... Based weren't originally the giving giving the tweet any credit, <laughs> but now that they can get some money off of it, right. they want to give the tweet some credit and share the coins. It seems like the tweet Ooh. inspired the song, which inspired the other song, right. and now there's just this carousel got the money. Of- give, the, give them some <laughs> coins and shut them up. Just give them a little something. I don't really know. We'll probably know more as the... I mean, this is a very Channel Q friendly story, so we will cover this 24 <laughs> hours a day in detail. We have one more story for News That Are Lose It coming up, so don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay. Drop the subject. Allie Johnson, Travel Anderson hanging with me today. Jared Hill is out on death's door, but he will be back tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, I think. I'm I mean, just, probably. Probably. He'll be fine. And non-Ginger Justin producer Emmy <laughs> is also very sick, but she has shown up to work today. She is quietly hacking in the background. Uh, <laughs> thank you for... I know it's, it's, it's a tough thing, you know, to decide when to come into work when you're sick. Because yeah. you would think when you're at the beginning of your sickness is when you should not be there. Yeah. Because that's when you're contagious and that's when you're really... 
putting everybody else at risk. Right. But then, but everybody at the always end shows of up. Your, yeah, everybody always shows up because they're like, I don't know, I don't want to be like, hey, I think I'm coming down with something. I'm not going to come to work right. because everyone will shame you. And then, <laughs> when, so what you do is you end up waiting until you really sound and look and feel horrible, yes. and you're probably not contagious anymore, but you're not able to do your job right. properly. So it's just a, it's always a question that mulls around in my mind because I'm always a person who will come in even if I feel awful when I probably shouldn't. Mm, you know what I mean? You're better than me. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm like, we've got sick days for a reason. Use them. <laughs> sick days? Where are those? <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the term blind spot. Blind because spot. Because apparently okay. people are not happy with this anymore. And they believe that the term blind spot is uh, offensive to the blind community. And hmm. uh, I don't know how many blind listeners we have out there. But if you are listening, then maybe I want to know if you if you agree with this or not. So somebody said uh, this is this originated in, on Twitter, of course, like most things do. A person named at crippled scholar <laughs> problematic. <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, I'm not. If I mean, if so, they call themselves that, right? It's fine. <laughs> I can't guess. All right. PSA. This is what it says. We are replacing an ableist term. With the term dead angle. So Mm -hmm. no more blind spot. We're replacing it with dead angle. It means a spot in your periphery that you cannot see or an area not covered by CCTV. (laughs) Okay, thanks for clearing that up. (laughs) I didn't realize this included the CCTV uh, term as well. Then it goes on. You all probably already know what term I'm replacing, so I'm not even going to tell you. Dead angle. Use it till other people conform. Interesting. (laughs) People have not been happy about this. They've been responding. One person said, oh, you mean bitch spot? (laughs) Wow, that was aggressive. Somebody else said, "Uh, your Twitter name literally has the word cripple in it. So that's one thing that I'm like, okay, if you're very, very offended by people saying blind spot, but then you refer, you use the term cripple willy nilly. What is that? I, but I think I think with that, it's one of those situations where it's like like the F word or like the N word, like certain people who are of that community can can use the word to refer to themselves. Right. But, but if somebody outside of the community were to use it, because like I've heard disabled folks um, uh, who are who are comedians, right, use crippled, yeah, uh, use other, you know, words that if I used it, it probably would be, you know, a problem. I get that. But it's not called cripple spot. <laughs> it's called blind spot. So we're not using blind is not a word that's technically offensive. Right, right. I, I, yes. I'm, I'm. I think I'm on. I think I'm on your side. I don't know because I can understand someone hmm, is we. What we need to find out is is, is at crippled scholar also blind. I actually don't know if they're blind. Uh, their their Twitter thing has been made private, so okay. I can't see anything. I maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the other aspect. <laughs> maybe she's doing this on purpose. I can't see her profile. <laughs> maybe that's a taste of my own medicine. Oh God, Jesus! Somebody else made the point. Isn't this disrespectful to the dead? You know, if we're okay. calling it a dead angle, and a dead person's like, hey! Well, the dead can't speak. Right, and that's their point. The dead can't they can't <laughs> speak up for themselves and say, hey, I'm not okay with this. Wow. And what are we supposed to call that Sandra Bullock movie now? 
The dead side? <laughs> wow. Are we supposed to change everything? Cars are like bragging about blind spot assist. Yes. They've already programmed Questions that need of- answers. You're, at, you're, you're asking all of the right questions. Thank you. Thank you very much, Trevor. You, you are. These are valid questions, and I think it would be great for, you know, at Crippled Scholar to... To consider those things. Let us know. Okay. I'm, sh- I'm sure they've addressed these concerns in their private account now. That none of us can see. Yes. So, I don't know what you think. Please, you can call us eight three three seven seven call Q to discuss this in great deal uh, in great detail because I I'm all for you know making sure everyone feels okay and doesn't feel offended. But I do feel that people get overly offended, yeah. and overly sensitive when they don't necessarily need to be. Uh, this is a situation where I'm going to say this is kind of BS. I've got some more questions. <laughs> I just have some more questions. Travel has questions. I'm not okay with it. Uh, <laughs> Trump around us next, so don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay. We've talked about blind spots. Now it's time to move on to what's going on in the White House, because uh, I all I have to do is go to CNN's homepage and I see so many giant red rectangles saying breaking, 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 breaking. I mean, everything is breaking now. I think breaking news is breaking itself. So this is Trump around. Just quickly wanted to mention that one of the one of the many breaking news headlines from CNN today is that White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney he has just confirmed what we kind of already knew and he said that he confirmed that President Trump asked Energy Secretary Rick Perry to work with Rudy Giuliani on policies related to the Ukraine but he is denying doing so uh, constituting a shadow foreign policy. So I guess what's going on is that he's according to some people, kind of co-signing on Trump's confession. Right. Uh, saying, yes, I, uh, you know, we asked him to work with uh, Trump's lawyer uh, on things that were related to the Ukraine. So that's kind of what's going on there right now. But let's talk about what happened yesterday in a, a briefing with congressional leaders at the White House. This happened yesterday. It ended in a, a lot of shouting, a lot of insults. Basically what happened was this, this is like a face-to-face meeting that happened between President Trump and some of the top Democrats. And this is this is the first time they're meeting in person in this briefing since the impeachment inquiry began. Mm-hmm. And so you can imagine people had words. And I, I remember seeing this before we were getting out yesterday. I saw it on, uh, on the TV right behind us that some of the Democrats left the briefing early because Donald Trump was completely in their words, unraveling, and that he had a, quote, meltdown, and that he gave a a lot of heated words to Nancy Pelosi. It was a, quote, nasty diatribe, and it eventually led to some of the people leaving because they were like, we're not just going (laughs) to sit here and be insulted by people. This isn't getting us anywhere. Right. So that happened, and I, I remember seeing that yesterday, and then... What did President Donald Trump do? (laughs) He decided, well, everyone's been saying that I had a meltdown, so I'm going to go on Twitter and I'm going to post a picture of what looks like Nancy Pelosi kind of uh, standing up and pointing at me and yelling at me. And I'm going to go ahead and fling this meltdown accusation right back at her. (laughs) 
So he decided I'm going to, and it was a, a picture of said briefing. It's a bunch of them in a room together and Nancy Pelosi's standing up and kind of leaning over the table and pointing at him. So he said, uh, he put that on Twitter and said, nervous Nancy's unhinged meltdown. <laughs> Which is so absurd. It doesn't even, it doesn't look like she's, you know, nervous or unhinged. It just looks like she's putting him in his place, which, which, which she does right, often. Often, right. So, you know, she's obviously probably, I mean, it could be her just defending herself, but this is what we see him do all the time. We right. see him get accused of something and then turn it right back on and accuse somebody else of doing the exact same thing. This right. is why he constantly brings up the emails, Hillary Clinton's emails, all the time and that she belongs in jail and blah, 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 blah. All these years later. Yeah. When he's literally... <laughs> you already won. Right. Like, it's yes. It's like, why are we sort going... Of. Ugh. It's like somebody who won't get rid of jeans that they had in like the 90s. <laughs> You're like, stop it with that. It's not doing you any it's more favors. It's not cute. What are you doing? <laughs> so, what did Nancy Pelosi do? Well, she took that picture and she made it her new cover photo on Twitter. She said, thanks for the new cover photo at Real Donald Trump, which had everybody very, very happy. And I think we're seeing this happen more often where I I think at the beginning when he was going on Twitter rants and stuff, everyone was like, don't engage, don't engage, don't engage, just don't say anything. He's crazy. And now I think people are like, all right, you know what? We're we're done. (laughs) I'm done just not saying. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I think people are like, okay. Like we saw Kamala Harris respond to Donald Trump Jr. Mm -hmm. saying that Kamala Harris is like not funny and she laughs at her own joke. And, And like anybody else would be like, like, all right, I'm not going to engage with this person. But then she responded and said, you wouldn't know a joke if one raised you. And you're like, yeah, yes. it's what we've been waiting on. Yes. I think everyone's like, honest. what are they going to say? What are they going to say? And now people are like actually responding. Even Nat- even Nancy Pelosi, yeah. who's like, all right, fine. You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say this. It's about time. It is about time. I believe that uh, Amy Klobuchar responded as well. And she said, can a woman beat Donald Trump? Yes. At Speaker Pelosi does it every day. Hmm. So that is uh, that is just one of many things that is going on in the White House right now and beyond. This has been Trump Around. When we get back, we're going to talk about if there's anyone you know who has been completely changed by social media. Maybe you thought they were one person, they were totally normal and sane, and then all of a sudden... Gonna lose some they, friendships they today. Got, they got an Instagram account <laughs> and an affinity for a new cleanse. And yes. all of a sudden, they become a different person. So that we're gonna get into when we get back. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, I think we learned earlier in the show by the woman who almost died off a balcony on a cruise ship trying to take a selfie that uh, I think we realized that social media may change some people. You know, there there are some things that people all of a sudden get obsessed with when it comes to social media. And before you know it, they have really lost themselves. They are a shadow of their former self. And I don't know how social media has gotten this powerful, but it raises the question to me Who do you know that has completely changed once social media became a thing? Mm -hmm. You know, especially friends that I knew in middle school or high school or even college. Yeah. Totally normal, sane 
even keel people <laughs> that I now see on social media and I'm like, whoa. Now they've gone rabid. You've just, yes, you have just completely changed. I don't know if you know anybody like this, Travel. and I put this question on uh, our Instagram at DTS Show. We have a few responses that I'll get to, but if you if you have anyone in mind, please give us a call, 833-77-CALL-Q. I have a friend who's been in my life for probably 15, maybe even 20 years. Mm-hmm. And she was very, very normal. And she's a few years older than me. I've actually looked up to this woman. Mm. And now she is a person that I avoid at all costs. <laughs> and I believe social media is to blame. This is what's going on now. Every time I look at this woman's social media, it is about some kind of a medical ailment or some kind of a distressing situation or some kind of a, uh, I don't know, they lost their job or, you know, they sometimes look at all the negative in the world and they wonder why. It's They're very depressed all the time. All the time. But I don't know if it's real or ah. if it's just for attention. Mm. Because I look at this person on social media now and I'm like, man, they were always so happy. They were always like, they, like when I knew them and talked to them, they never had any inkling of that. Mm. Maybe they actually hate their life. I mean, that could be. But I think she I think she actually had some kind of a medical condition. Mm hmm. And then was like, oh, I get a lot of attention when I have a medical condition. Oh, like a hypochondriac type of situation. Yes, but I think it's even more, there's some kind of an extra thing. It's not just hypochondria. It's also kind of pretending that you have something in order to get sympathy on social media. Like, I think Uh a lot of people get thwarted by the fact that you get likes and attention on social media because of uh, a big life change. Like, say you're getting married or you have a new partner or you're having a baby or a job change or something. You get more likes and reactions mm-hmm. on posts like that. So that can also translate to a negative as well. Yeah. If you have something going wrong with you, whether it's family-related or illness-related, you are going to get more attention for those things. Yeah. And sometimes that makes people insane to the point where you're like, oh, I have sore muscles. That means I have fibromyalgia. <laughs> Create awareness, everyone. I'm going to go to a convention on fibromyalgia They just take it to the next level. Yes. When it's like, you're just, you know, you stubbed your toe and now... You're, you've broken your foot. Exactly. You've it's got like, gout. Or like they would go to the ER over right. something like that when a normal person would just be like, meh. That's interesting. I have a friend who, I'm actually going to say his name. His name's Yulato. Okay. He's an actor out here in these streets. Um, and he doesn't do that, but I think he cares about social media entirely too much. Sure. Where like, it's he's always, do I post this video? Do I post this picture? Do I? It, and I think part of it is about, you know, wanting that attention and wanting to 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 feel good i don't think it's like taking over his life to where like i have to defriend him um or unfriend him not yet you know but it is one of those things that i'm realizing that oh like there are people out here who actually you know put a lot of stock into social media it's something that they think about more times than not right yeah i was like i just throw up a photo no, definitely. But there are people who obsess over what the caption's going to be, yes. what the angle's going to be. I mean, I was at a restaurant with some friends a few weeks ago, and I saw people literally taking pictures the entire time that they were out to dinner oh of God. themselves in the chair, of another cool chair, uh, moving over to a different chair that has better lighting. Uh, okay, the food's now here. Let's take pictures of that. Let's take a pictures of me almost eating the food. It was like, this person, how can you even 
socialize with somebody yeah, like that. I think there's a there's a point where it becomes too much. Like sometimes you want you want to snap a quick couple photos to document the space or whatever. But like there's a moment where like put your phone down so we can like be friends. Right. You because know? you have to live life. I, th- I think that also the ability to tweet out or express your thoughts on anything ever mm-hmm. sometimes make people a little insane. Yeah. Like my, my wife has a friend who I think she met in high school or maybe even younger who now po- she's an over poster on, on everything but I think mainly mm. Instagram and she will literally post any thought she has and then if anybody criticizes her she will post ranting about that specific person as uh, well. Uh. So she's putting herself in this weird cyclone of posting and then posting about people's responses to the point where you're like I don't know where if you are even living in a reality anymore. Yeah, social media has definitely like taken over a lot of our lives in ways that aren't healthy like I'm sure there will be a study at some point that tells us that we've all gone literally crazy because we've been caring about how many likes we get. Yeah, well there's another friend I have who uh, they found fitness and that's another thing is that if somebody finds some kind of a workout regimen or some kind mm. of a skin cleanse, some kind of a thing or Arbonne. Yes. <laughs> it's all they post about. And it's just constantly before and after pictures to the point where you're like, I don't even know the before and after. They look the same. You're posting every single day. Yeah. And that person can become very changed by social media if they're going through some kind of a, a trend that yeah. they can't let go of. Yeah. Interesting. Well, maybe we need new friends. Maybe we need new friends. <laughs> or the friends that you have, they're just different and now you can't relate to them at all. And you're like, I don't want to look at your 70th car selfie. <laughs> I, I hardly knew ye. Anyway, very interesting. Uh, more Drop the Subject is on the way. We still have a real estate. You know, I don't think you've played this game with us either, Travel. This is where we take something that is currently on the market. It's a real real estate listing. And then we give you something else you could have bought with that money. You guess what costs more. That's coming up next. Love it. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. It's a new Channel Q. All right, and it looks like somebody has utilized the phone lines this uh, this afternoon. They Very do work. exciting. <laughs> yes, they do work. 833-77-CALL-Q. You can call us at any time. Uh, Willie, you said you were going to call earlier in the show, and you followed through. Congratulations. Thank you. Make it sound like I'm a total flake. No, you're not, you're not a flake at all. Just some people say they're going to call, and then they don't. Not a big deal. Oh, okay. No worries. Oh, I, I, I kept my word. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Sorry. Are you? I, I know it's boring. I know. <laughs> I didn't say you were boring. Are you? Uh, no, are you sad that Jarrett's gone? He's out today, but he's going to be back tomorrow. Are, do you miss Jarrett? And are you enjoying Travel as a guest host? Um, <laughs> I do. Well, I mean, yeah, I do kind of miss Jarrett because, like, I, I well, I'm glad he's not here because he was sick as a dog throughout the week, but um. I, I don't I don't know Travel right well, that well. So That's like, all right. Okay. You can say you hate me being here. It's totally okay. I don't I don't know you enough to hate you. That's just that's the valid problem. point. Like, dude. <laughs> all right, know, we'll, we'll, like, br- we'll bring him in like, more often so you can decide whether you hate him or not. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Willie, well, he had- maybe he'll hate me. I don't know. Maybe. That. Maybe Likely. that's true. It does go both ways. Willie, just while I have yeah. you on the phone, how do you feel about candy corn? I, to me, candy corn usually just tastes like eating frosting. 
Yeah. So it's like I can take like one or two, <laughs> but like any more than that, I just feel kind of sick in my stomach. Oh, okay. Well, at least it's you just eat like it. Eating frosting. It's like eating spoonfuls of frosting. You know. Uh, well, I, I thank you. That that actually proves my point. That's why I love candy corn is because it does taste like yeah. you're eating hardened frosting. But Travel, you do not yeah. like it. It's disgusting. It <laughs> smells nasty. It does not taste like frosting. That is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they even produce candy corn. Well, see, the way I see it is there's a lot worse candies out there. I agree. Where I would totally, like, like, for like those, like those powdered roll, those like powdered sugary roll things where it like it feels like you're tasting, tum- you're eating Tums. Oh, you're candy. talking about Necco wafers. Like, yeah, it's like those are disgusting and peeps are disgusting. Peeps are disgusting. It's like eating How just like a peeps? meringue. Peeps are also yeah. delicious. What are you people talking about? <laughs> you people? <I> don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Willie, thank you very much for calling. Thank we got to go. Okay, bye. I didn't know we were so divided on peeps and candy corn. <laughs> what are we doing in a room together? This is horrifying. That's why I'm just the guest. Share <laughs> <laughs> it back in here. We will appreciate peeps and candy corns for the deliciousness that they are. All right. A couple of, I know we were going to get to real estate, but we're running out of time a little bit because Willie called. Uh, so, uh, just a couple of housekeeping items before we get into a real estate when we get back. Felicity Huffman is in prison right now. She is serving, what is it, day three of her, it was 14 day sentence. Now it's been already reduced to 13 days. Apparently, apparently the first two days were great, and she's already got knocked off a day for good behavior or whatever it is. But, When El Chapo was convicted and sentenced to life in prison, we thought, hey, you know what? He probably could use a couple of prison commissary items, and maybe we should send some stuff from our company kitchen upstairs, send him a little care package. We still have not done that, so here's what I'm thinking. We are on a time crunch here. Why don't we send some stuff to Felicity Huffman so that she has a a little bit of home with her in the big house? Okay. I'm thinking when she's there... Her stomach is going to be all messed up because she's used to eating, you know, the, all the finer things in life. Caviar. She's, oh, caviar. I mean, lots there. Organic, organic kale. Yes. So she is going to be eating like you know frozen fish patties for the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm just that's an example. I don't know if that's if that's actually what's Wendy in there. Wendy Williams said yesterday on her show that pepper steak was what they had last night for dinner. And then the night before they had Salisbury steak. I'm sure it's all like out of a can. So it's probably not as good as it might sound. Mm, Um, Salisbury steak. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's like something that they're like, okay, the steak was really bad. So we're going (laughs) to smother it in this sauce. Yeah, in a bunch of gravy to make it better. But I do think I mean. It, Felicity Huffman probably adopts the I don't eat red meat all the time kind of thing. Ah, probably. So she's probably getting the meat sweats. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe we should send her a little emodium. Oh, yes. Something to stop her up. My grandmother used to love that. So I think we could put that in there. We do. We have to send this tomorrow. So yes. here's just a few ideas. We can send her some emodium. Uh, we can send her some ramen because that is very valuable in the prison system. 
They use it as currency. It's more valuable than cigarettes. Do you know this from experience or? I sort of. Not firsthand experience, <laughs> but second and third hand experience. Okay. I, we, yeah, we actually, when I had my show up in San Francisco, we did a ramen cook off ah. because we had some prisoner, former ex convicts call in and say, oh, yeah, ramen is a huge thing. Oh, lovely. If you have a good spread, as they call it, a yeah. good recipe for, for ramen using different things in the commissary to, to spice up like takis and yes. like ground Ooh. beef and stuff like that to make it a really good dish. Uh, it's Yeah. Ta- yeah. Oh. Fuego takis. Oh, no. Crumple those. <laughs> oh, they're going to need a modium right. AD Our as differences well. continue. <laughs> a Channel Q sticker. That is another thing that's been pitched. Yes, let her know that we're on her side. Yeah, Ginger Justin, uh, you suggested that. That was a great suggestion. <laughs> we're on your side. We're giving everyone a voice. I'm sure I'm sure they get the they get the, the station in, in the big house as well. Oh, definitely. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure someone has a secret phone tucked in an orifice that gets radio.com. <laughs> oh, not an orifice, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, another another thing, Ginger Justin's suggestion: uh, a used DVD copy of Transamerica. She can watch her own film. Yes, as she Oscar nominated. Oscar nominated. Mm-hmm. She can remind herself of better times. <laughs> a prepaid postcard, possibly something that she can write back to us. That would be so cute. Yeah, if she actually did it. You know, like it, I don't know if you ever did prison pen pals. No, no, I did not. You never did that. Well, I mean, I had family in prison, so we didn't need just like a pen pal <laughs> if I wanted to write somebody there. I could, you know, write my brother. Uh, you know, but I guess you could call it a pen pal, but he's a pen brother. You know, a real pal, a biological pal. I think that it's a good idea to write her uh, some kind of a little letter and then do a prepaid postcard just to, in case she wants yes. to write back and say something. Uh, and then some canned fish. That was another suggestion. Canned mackerel, which might be, which is also apparently used as currency. Maybe that's in more in the female prisons than the male prisons. I think there's a... Yeah, right? That's a... (laughs) Why did we pick canned mackerel to be our currency? Oh, God. You got a can of fish? All right, you're good. So I think that we can put all of these things... I mean, these are all great suggestions. I think that we can put all of them in a little care package. Ginger Dustin, can we start getting that ready? Thumbs up. Okay, great. So we're going to get, like, let's review. We're going to get the Channel Q sticker, some ramen, a DVD copy of Transamerica, a can of mackerel, and a prepaid postcard, and I think I have a couple of modium in my purse. We'll throw those in there, <laughs> and we'll give them to uh, to Felicity Huffman, who probably will uh, she will receive them maybe maybe a day before she gets out. Which still, listen, she can sell them to the other inmates. You know, she can make a little money while she's in there. She's probably destitute. I mean, maybe not. <laughs> no. All right, <laughs> really, estate once and for all. When we get back, don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. <sighs> Getting into a heated discussion about Taco Bell off the air. You know, Ginger <laughs> Justin suggested, very great suggestion, that uh, Jarrett should buy you lunch, Travel, for stepping in at the last minute. And so I reached out to Jarrett and to share this news, and he <laughs> sent me, via Apple Cash, a dollar and 75 cents. <laughs> Don't know what I can eat with that. I mean, I think you can buy a bag of chips at the company kitchen upstairs. 
Um, I think I'll stick to my my your, your jar of peanut my butter. My jar That's of peanut butter that I'm devouring <laughs> right now. Going to town on a jar of peanut butter for the last half hour, which you know I thought we had a lot of food differences, but this is our common ground. <laughs> Voila! 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 All right, let's get into real estate, Travel. I don't think you've played this game with us yet. This is uh, where we get to poke fun a little bit at the real estate market. You know, prices are through the roof. Uh, you can't even afford a roof over your head, though. So they're so f- through the roof. So we like to find something that is really on the market. It's a real real estate listing. I will explain as much as I can without revealing the price, mm-hmm. and then I'll give you something else that you could have bought with that money. You just have to guess which one you think costs more. Gotcha. Ready? Real estate. All right. This is a little bit of a different direction we're taking this week. All right. Because I'm not telling you about a house mm. or an apartment or a shack or a shed. I'm telling you that you could own an entire town. In San Diego, you could be the proud new owner of the town of Campo. It's not a ghost town, but it's close. The rural hamlet, an example of California's Old West, is more than a one-hour drive from downtown San Diego. They are There are a hundred people living in the downtown area. That's included in the sale. Most residents work for the U.S. Customs and Border Protection. Mm. Campo residents did not seem overly concerned this week about the majority of the town being put up for sale, having seen the area change hands a few times. So this has been sold many, many times. And uh, I know this isn't uh, exactly a Schitt's Creek situation, but owning an entire town sure could make for some fun times. Yeah, that seems interesting. One of the most vibrant businesses in Campo is East County Lumber and Ranch Supply, which serves as a lumber yard, pet supply shop, and even a place to get cowboy hats. Lovely. Great. The Yeehaw Agenda lives. <laughs> they said it's a place where children can ride their bikes after dark. Is that Isn't that a creepy detail to add? <laughs> I'm gonna buy a ghost town with a bunch of children riding bikes riding after bikes dark. Up. At least it's safe. Quote unquote. I guess so. Or all the children died 500 years ago. (laughs) So, the sale also includes a Baptist church. Ooh, they're throwing that in there. Hallelujah. A cabinet shop. Mm. Just cabinets. (laughs) And a Veterans of Foreign Wars Hall as well as a U.S. post office and land leased by the Border Patrol. Everything so, you need. Yeah, everything you need. You know, owning that land, though, the the land leased by the Border Patrol, that could, you know, that you could turn that around and, and actually do something with that. Yeah. You know, like maybe you could change the, the situation down there. Maybe. Okay, maybe. So that is currently for sale. Mm. To the highest bidder. To the highest bidder. The last time it was sold was 1994, I believe. Mm. Or... For roughly the same price, you could own a giant tuna. This is up for auction at the Tonya at the Tokyo Fish Market. It's a 613-pound bluefin tuna. What? It is apparently by the person who caught it is named Kiyoshi Kimura. He owns a sushi restaurant and he caught this tuna and says it looks so tasty and very fresh. <laughs> I uh, I don't really have any other details. It's just a giant tuna. Okay, and he's not turning it into sushi. I think he's selling it because he realized it's worth a lot of money. Wow. And that someone else can turn it into lovely sushi. Gotcha. So it is up for auction, and it's 
they predict it will sell for a record amount, the highest number, uh, the highest amount of money anyone's ever paid for one tuna. The question, though, for you, Travel, is which one costs more? The town of Campo mm. or a giant tuna? I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with the tuna. <laughs> I just feel like, you know, there's some fishy people out there that, mm. you know, would love that and would pay a lot more for that. I would rather have a giant tuna in my fridge than a bunch of ch- ch- ghost children <laughs> riding, their riding around a bike that I knew that I uh, in a town that I now own. OK, so you're saying that the blue tuna costs more. Six hundred thirteen pounds. I will let you know that. The town of Campo is currently on the market for. Are you going to give me some scary music there, uh, Ginger Justin? <laughs> Come on. Come on. No, we're not doing that. Okay, great. The last time it was sold was in 1994. They expect now it will reach a fetching price of $3 million. $3 million for an entire town. Wow. The giant tuna. 613 pounds. It was put up for auction at the Tokyo Fish Market. It fetched just over $3 million. You are correct there, Travel. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You have a two for two. Listen, you you got Gay Gay Cray Cray and you got this as well. Game shows are my thing. You know what I'm going to do? What? I'm going to send you a (laughs) $1.75 right now so that you can buy two bags of chips. (laughs) Two bags of chips. Very, very exciting. All the sustenance I need. Exactly. That and a jar of peanut butter and you're good. I don't know what else (laughs) you could want out of life. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, yep, Drop the Subject with Allie Johnson. Travel Anderson is joining me today. Thank you for doing so, Travel. It's been a blast so far. We're almost to the end. We are. And if you are not already following us, please do at DTS Show on Twitter and on Instagram. I know everyone's all obsessed with following Jennifer Aniston right now, but, you know, you can follow us too. Okay, we, we put our first post up. It didn't break Instagram, but still it's pretty interesting. Just wanted to put that out. Willie saw it, I'm sure. That's what matters. I'm sure. That's all that matters. Everything we do, we do for Willie. (laughs) Uh, We wanted to give you an update on a story that we've been following over the last couple of months, I believe. Uh, Ed Buck, he's the guy who's been, I mean, he was very, very well-known, wealthy Democratic donor. He's a big LGBTQ advocate, a a West Hollywood staple. A lot of people Mm -hmm. were getting money from this guy, and he was kind of an icon. Uh, and it turns out he is a total creepy pervert who is now he has pled not guilty uh, to the federal drug charges in connection with two overdose deaths at his West Hollywood home. But the trial date has has been announced and the tentative date right now is November 26th. So that is what's that's a, a little update there on how this is uh, going down, there have been many overdose deaths in his house, and it, it's like it's horrifying to read all these details and yeah. be like, uh, this was a crazy drug den, and I can't believe it took this guy this long to get caught. It's unbelievable. But some other people are kind of weighing in on their experience. Yeah, apparently, with him. you know, as you said, he was like a staple of West Hollywood. He was a major donor to a lot of Democratic candidates. Um, apparently, just about everyone who's been elected to city council in West Hollywood received a donation from Ed Buck over the course, you know, of their campaigning. And so the Los Angeles Times has been doing some interviewing with folks who, 
you know, some might say are or were his friends who are well, now distancing themselves from yeah, him. Yeah, I know. I mean, John Duran is on is on Channel Q and he does sidebar with John Duran every Friday. And he, I believe, weighed in a little bit to say like, yeah, at one point we like put up an effigy of him in yeah. West Hollywood. Yeah. And I mean, he's saying, of course, that it's not like that he knew anything about what was going on, but yeah. it must be so hard to support somebody like that, to have that person supporting you and to think, oh, you know, this is a great guy. He's really doing the LGBTQ community a service. Yeah. And then to know all of this and be like, oh my God, if One of I the things back. in the LA Times story that they say is that a lot of people just tolerated him. Like he was very abrasive to like just about literally everyone, but everybody was tolerating him. And so now with this whole case and these allegations, now they're able to say like their true feelings about him. Yeah, but it's like, I, I totally get that. Also, there are a lot of people that are just crappy people. Yeah, very that much aren't so. that, much uh, so. that aren't yes. murderers. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. So it's yes. hard to tell the difference between someone who's just abrasive and kind of an a-hole versus somebody who is running a drug den. Right. Yeah. So sometimes it's like... <laughs> it's a fine line. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. It's like, my God. But it must be really hard to, you know, think about that going back. Yeah. And... See, I mean, like I said, hindsight's twenty twenty. You see the red flags, and you're like, "Oh, these were red flags." And I didn't, and I didn't pay attention it. to them. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I can't imagine how the neighbors feel too Ooh, to be yikes. like, "Oh God, I thought something was going on in that house, but I have no idea what was going on." And so, all these dead bodies have been found inside oh, that house. Oh my yeah. lord! So we'll see. We'll keep you updated on the trial and when that. And uh, like I said, November twenty sixth is the tentative date. That of course may change. We'll keep you updated. This crazy case on Ed Buck. Um, you know, real bummer in the community. So, uh, but. Happier times are ahead. We've got news that are losing on the way. Travel is hosting it. So five headlines that Travel has handpicked are on hand deck. Picked. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. It's your turn, Travel. It's my go. All right, here we go. Elton John thinks Lion King remake was a huge disappointment. Oh, <laughs> sure. Yeah, <laughs> I am interested in, in hearing his opinion on this. I want to fight him already. <laughs> um, Iowa's fam- Iowa, Iowa family's basement is soaked with five inches of animal blood. What? <laughs> man speaks from beyond the grave at his own funeral oh you know what I, this is great but I have to lose it because we actually talked about this yesterday uh, I w- thought it was so funny it's it's great I mean amazing prank now, I love anyone who's willing to do pranks on their own funeral goers I found this one interesting because it's a lady after my own heart Bosnia's lady in red pants Re- lady in red plans for the afterlife Oh, she's planning for her afterlife? Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least... I should be doing more planning for my afterlife. <laughs> Screw retirement. Last but not least, Russian man drops lawsuit claiming his iPhone made him gay. Oh, I got to lose this one too because we already talked about it. I was all over this. You were, all, you were following yes, it. Yes, I was. <laughs> I was like, wow. I can't. I mean, Tim Cook really has an agenda and this is amazing <laughs> we'll that this it. is working. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, I, the iPhone is, has is much more powerful than we ever imagined. All right, so there you go. Those are the stories we're going to be covering. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few minutes. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. 
The new Channel Q. All right, Allie and Travel Anderson here with you today on this lovely Thursday. And it is, without further ado, time for another round of News It or Lose It. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. All righty. Lay it on me. So if Elton John comes up missing, we know why. (laughs) All right. Uh, Elton John thinks that the Lion King remake was a huge disappointment, mainly because he says, quote, they messed the music up, which means he has a problem with Beyonce. Because that was the only thing that was different. Yes. Because... I watched that movie in theaters and I accidentally went to a fancy movie theater to see it. It was one of those new ones where they serve you like a burger and fries oh, in yes. your seat. We love those experiences. It was wonderful. And I was like, I am seeing The Lion King in style. That's besides the point. I really thought the movie was everything I wanted it to be, which was a super high def Discovery Channel version mm-hmm. of The Lion King. Yes. The beginning, the music, everything was the same. Yes. So I don't know how you can mess the music up because the only thing that was different was the song Spirit by Beyonce. I love the cue. Oh my God. <laughs> I That must be a Jared thing. He must have made you do that. He's got to. <laughs> he's shining down on us right now. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, so what he's saying is that the music was so much uh, was so much a part of the original, and the music in the current film, he says, didn't have the same impact. He said the magic and the joy was lost, and so that's why he's just not he's just not a fan of okay, it. Okay, well, the magic and the joy may have been lost for him, but what yeah. about us? We I had think, magic and joy. I think it's one of those things where you know a lot of people did say that they with this you know CGI version of the. Lion King, a lot of the color, a lot of the energy that we got out of the animated characters was gone, obviously. Maybe that's what he means more so. Well, yeah, than because anything. it's realistic. Right. Because you're watching an actual lion sing that they can't wait to be king. Right. And they're right. a lion. He'll, I mean, he'll be fine. He'll get over it. Well, but you know, you don't you don't besmirch the name and the the works of the one Beyonce Janelle. You Giselle shall not speak Carter. her name. Um, I think that he will be kidnapped. <laughs> I also think that many people felt the same way about his movie. Well, because there were he got very mixed reviews on his own biography. I hated it uh, <laughs> personally, but you know, but I would never say that out. Actually, I have said that out loud. Um, but you know, I, we can say that against him. You can't speak ill of Beyonce and the things that she graces thou us sh- with. Thou, sh- thou shalt not. You shall. That not. is, I think, one of the seven deadly sins. Um, <laughs> but. He messed the movie up, according to a lot of people. Well. So, we maybe messed the music up. You messed the movie up. And there it is then. And there it is. We'll just let that there. Next up, Bosnia's Lady in Red plans for the afterlife. Okay. This is just a a good life hack or an afterlife (laughs) hack. So, there's this woman. Her name is Zorika Rebernik. And she's literally spent the majority of her life in red. She wears like all wearing red, red, wearing red. The entire house that her and her husband live in is all red. Their plates that they eat off is red. The cups that they drink out of are red. Her hair, red. Everything is red. Okay. And it's been red for like four de- decades. <laughs> I was like, four days? It's a really <laughs> short amount of time. She said she, she started it when she turned 18 or 19, and she had this strong urge to wear red. And so... Wait, when she turned what age? 18. Okay. She's been doing it for 40 some odd years now. This girl got her period and had an accident. 
And she said, I'm going to make everything in my house red and every every plate red and everything red so that she this embarrassment never happens. in a red wedding dress. And was the guy wearing a red tux? Oh, come on, of course, come on. But why is this the afterlife? Because she's, cause she's making plans for what her funeral will look like. Oh, so she's already planning for... I thought there was like some significance. Red casket, red everything. Okay. <laughs> All right. Red dirt. <laughs> Red. I mean, Valentine's Day must be her favorite holiday. Probably, very wow. much so. Wow, unbelievable. Yeah, I don't. I, I think you have to really pull off red to really be into red. That's well, why I wear black all the time. Is because it's, <laughs> it's something that hides my my. You're uh, like black. I can do black. I can black every day. I can do mm-hmm. because if I was going to pick one color to wear every single day, it would be black. Red is my you? favorite color, but I would never wear red. Every day. Yeah. Like once a week, maybe. Yeah. And you're like, that red picture looks great against that red wall. I can't even tell it's there. That's interesting. Wow. So red room is a real thing. All right. Well, news that Lizzie continues. We still have more stories, right, Janelle? Okay. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Allie Johnson here. Travel Anderson has been hanging out with me. It's been a pleasure. Oh, thank you. We still have more show left for you, some happy endings, and some coming to terms where we get to break down Sesame Street style some of the many, many, many identities that exist in our community now, both in sexual orientation and gender identity. There's a new one every day, it seems. <laughs> so we will go through that. But first, the remainder of news that are lose at Travel, what do we have left We've over? We've got one last story. Imagine you wake up one day uh. and you walk downstairs into your basement and then you realize <laughs> oh, that there's... Oh, I have a basement? That's yes. so exciting. <laughs> Not in Los Angeles, okay. obviously. all right. Wow, do I have an attic too? You walk to your basement and then you begin to realize that there is a sticky red substance. Uh. On the floor. Is it that other Bolivian woman? <laughs> it's not the other Boli- <laughs> Bosnian. Oh, Bosnian. Sorry. Bosnian woman. It is five inches of animal blood. <laughs> Spooky. Listen, the disrespect. This happened to Nick Lestina in Bagley, oh, Iowa. I thought you were going to say Nick Lachey. That would have made me so happy. <laughs> that would have been amazing, wouldn't it? <laughs> okay, you know what, Jessica? God. <laughs> he found out the hard way, according to this Huffington Post article, that blood may be thicker than water, but it'll still flood your basement. So how... <laughs> Okay, how did the animal blood get there? Do we so, know? Yes, we know. So apparently he lives next door to a... A slaughterhouse? A butcher oh. place. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. And he went down into his basement one day and realized that there was all this waste that was seeping in and has been seeping into <gasps> his apartment via the, the sewer. Not sewer. What do you call it? The pipe system. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It, apparently he shares a pipe system with the slaughterhouse. Oh. And so he's got these like... I guess grates or or you know things in his basement, right? Where it can um, seep through. Where it seeps through, and it's like continuously seeping into his apart his basement. He can't clean it because it's continuously coming in. They eventually stopped it um, because they they discovered there was like a break or a leak in the pipe system um, oh. that was causing it, and so now all of the waste from the slaughter place they just put it into a tank out back. <laughs> Uh, it's like a blood silo. They'll just, you know, they'll dispose of it later. Oh my you know? god! How do you? That's like actually a good question. How do you dispose of large amounts of blood? 
Um, I would imagine, like, what do you do with that? Same thing you do with sewage, I would imagine, right? Throw it in the ocean? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's what a lot of people do with trash. They're not supposed to. They're but... not supposed to. I mean, I think that's the only option. Like, oh it just my... flushes with everything else. And mm, What is the... I wonder what the property value of that house is. Well, you know, it when you definitely go- <laughs> went lower Boom. after this. And to wait for it to get up to five inches before you notice, or did that was that just a general buildup over time? Like, oh, you know what? It's Halloween. It's time to get out the decorations. They've been sitting down there for a year. I think it was just like, who goes oh, into the basement already? Every day? Okay, I'm <laughs> it's already done. It's already done. All right, I'm going to go back up. It's really disgusting. It also probably smells. Oh. Disgusting, um, because it's it's blood, it's tissue from the oh. slaughtered animals. Oh. It's yeah, oh lord, something that might make me go vegan. <laughs> it won't, but you know. but it'll try. <laughs> it'll there try. are some things, yeah, that you that 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 like for me that'll make me on the fence. It'll never put me over the fence. Yeah, I'll, I don't think I'll ever be vegetarian but we'll just or sit vegan. There. Yeah, like Humpty Dumpty on the fence. Just, just like, oh, wow, that's gross. <laughs> um, nope, still love me. Right, just still go next door. Um, can I get a slice of, a slab <laughs> of pork chops, please? Oh, man, that is horrifying. <laughs> I mean, to, to be next to a butcher and they're like, oh, don't worry, the neighbors are super nice. It's so, so fine. They're, it's okay. They're so cool. They just slaughter pigs for a living, but it's, it's not going to affect you whatsoever. There's definitely not going to be a bunch of blood in your basement. It's it's really disgusting. They had to bring out an environmental specialist to figure out where it was coming from. I mean, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's a hard day at work to come <laughs> you, home you and think? be like, oh god. You think? And then you're like, steak for dinner, and you're like, oh lord. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, thank you very much, Javel. It was a wonderful, informative news it or lose it. Very graphic. And now we have coming to terms next. So don't go anywhere. We're all going to learn something more in a moment. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new channel Q. Drop the subject to new channel Q. All right, drop the subject with Allie Johnson and Travel Anderson, and we are about to get into a segment that we've done a few times before. And we figured, hey, Travel, you know more than I about some of these new terms. At least I think so. I don't know if I'm just assuming that. Well. But you we know, do like maybe to call I, you when we need some clarification. I probably just fake it really well. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. This is coming to terms. Because it's important to recognize, even if you are a part of the LGBTQ plus AI community, it can be confusing mm-hmm. to learn about a lot of new terms that are, are fresh in your mind. You yeah. don't really necessarily know how it all works. It's okay to not know. It is. And that's why we do Coming to Terms, so that we can clarify. And today, we are discussing the kind of in-between, the gray area, when it comes to people who are transitioning from one gender to the other. The, these terms specifically that we're covering are trans-feminine and trans-masculine, because... I don't know if you've read about this yet, but I was reading about how some people are not opting to transition fully into a different gender. Right. For example, if someone was uh, born male at birth and wants to transition, maybe they would 
just kind of microdose on some hormones and get to the point where they are gender queer and just kind of mm-hmm. living in the gray a little bit more. Uh, have you heard about this? Have you met anybody I have. that exists in I this mean, area? I think, I think there's a lot of people who, whether they go the the hormone route or not, um, they just you know find a, a home in kind of the gray areas. I like to call it. Um, so like I identify as trans femme. Um, in some ways. Um, and so, like, I call it, like, you know, not the pink or the blue of our world, but the lavender area mm, in between. That's a nice color. You know? Um, and so, like, trans feminine is someone who uh, was assigned male at birth, um, whose gender presentation, right, and their gender identity is something not masculine. I see. Does that so, make sense? So you ha- you born male at birth, but you present more feminine. So that's why yes. you consider yourself trans femme. Well, yes, yes. As opposed to, you know, full out transgender or transsexual. We don't use that word much unless an individual uses it for themselves. But that word is often used to denote someone who is presenting as the, the sex or the gender that they were not assigned at birth, if that makes sense. Yeah, so so if someone were undergoing the uh, complete transition to female, that would be a trans woman, yes. even though they were born male at birth and are making a, a complete, I want to I want to live as a woman, I want to present as a woman, yes. everything is female to me. Yes. So that's the place where they exist. Yes. But you have not, have you undergone any hormone treatment or is that just mainly about how you'd like to present? For me, it's just about, it's just about the words and the language and the, the types of aesthetics that I find home in. So like I've not gone through any type of surgeries or hormones or anything like that. Um, and I think it's important to note that like for a variety of different of uh, trans people, whether trans feminine, trans masculine, transgender w- woman or transgender man or some other identity, um, surgery and hormones, not necessary. It's not required. Um, for for an individual to you know find a home in any of these particular terms, and so that's trans feminine. Trans masculine is the exact same thing except opposite. It's somebody who was assigned female at birth, but you know they identify as masculine, but not a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so this could be you know uh, uh, someone who presents like a, a somebody assigned female at birth who presents in a very butch way, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But they don't identify as a woman. Right. They would be a trans masculine type of person. And so what about I have a question about a couple other ones because mm-hmm. I'm looking on this one of the list one of the many lists which just to reiterate if you look at any kind of list they're never going to be the same. There's <laughs> always going to be very different ones that you're like wait what that's not on the other list. Anyway, intergender was another one that I saw and I wonder how this different it differs from transmasculine or transfeminine because this says it's somebody whose gender is somewhere between male and female. Mm-hmm. I think what I, the way I would classify it is that there are a lot of these words that like literally mean the same thing, um, or there are words that are kind of serve as um, like catch-all type of categories with like more specific it's an identities term. under there. Yes. So, so tr- what's which one's I think the umbrella? Inter- intergender would be more of a umbrella sort of term. Got it. And under intergender would be transmasculine, transfeminine, other types of ways of identifying gender-wise. Okay, so but you identify as transfeminine. Do you have other ones that you use as well? Do you use transfeminine? I think I, I'm, I'm okay with genderqueer. I don't use it for myself, uh-huh. um, but I'm okay if other people were to use that 
for me um what else is there um i think there's also just you know people a lot, a lot of people using these days um they're saying they're not saying they're a, a, a trans woman or a trans man or a trans femme or trans masculine person they're just saying they're a person of trans experience oh mm-hmm. a person of trans, of trans experience, experience. If what does a, that mean? <laughs> that just means that somebody who's uh, who was assigned a particular, you know, sex at birth, and they're and they're just um, venturing away from that in some way. Exactly, a person of trans experience. What it is, it's it's kind of a more inclusive way of classifying, you know, all of these different types of terms that might fall under the trans umbrella. Okay, so what I get confused about is when I think that in my mind when I hear the word trans I think of somebody who has undergone either gender confirmation surgery mm-hmm. or hormone mm-hmm. uh, uh, replacement uh, the, therapy yes hormone replacement therapy or something of that nature but you're saying you're trans feminine you have not done any of that so what is the what is the delineate delineation do you think that trans what does trans mean to you? So I'd say important to note, historically, trans as uh, like historically, we would call trans women today, transgender women today, historically, we would call them transsexuals. And transsexual was a term because they've changed their sex. Was, it was it was a term to denote the surgical uh, aspect of a person's transition. I see. Right. And so you have some trans people today who do still use transsexual to identify themselves. But because that word has kind of gone out of vogue in terms of identifying trans people, you have transgender both as an individual identity as well as an umbrella term under oh which someone Lord. like myself would belong. I need an employee handbook. <laughs> I I just I need I think I need a diagram. I I would It would love, change tomorrow, so <laughs> you know. The illustrator would be exhausted. <laughs> uh, well, this has been very helpful. I really appreciate it, Travel, and um, we've accomplished a lot. Transmasculine, transfeminine, intergender, demigender, that's another one where you feel as if you are part of a defined uh, gender and one or more parts as undefined. So just there's so much more to cover. I'm sure many more coming to terms are on the way. But you know what is on the way right now? It's happy ending, so don't go anywhere. We're going to close out the show next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Well, it's been fun. It's sad that we need to say goodbye. So long. Farewell to you, my friend. Are you familiar with that? There's this old Disney Channel show called Out of the Box. Out of the Box. Yes. Out of the Box. And that was the go. That was the goodbye song. <laughs> oh, the things that stick in your mind. Which huh? is coming back. They're re-releasing it for the Disney Plus uh, streaming platform. <gasps> They're getting all of my money. Oh, it's called Out of the Amazon Package. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It has to be relevant for now. Uh, well, this has been a great time. If you want to continue on with the with uh, you want to continue following the show. Excuse me. You can follow us at DTS Show on Twitter and on Instagram. The show lives on there. And if you missed anything, if you're just tuning in now and you're saying, what the hell is going on? And I don't understand any of the happy endings you're about to say, then you can catch up on the podcast. You can get all caught up by just going to drop the subject wherever you find your podcast. I believe you can download straightfromradio.com. So that's very exciting. All right. And now it is time for happy endings. Because we do talk about some some sad things or some bummer things every once in a while, and it's important not to go out with a negative perspective. You know, you take something that might be a little sad and you, you turn it around, you slap a silver lining on it, and then you can 
have a layer of positivity going into the rest of your day. It's nice, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Travel has been briefed on how happy endings work. He uh, is not necessarily excited about them. Is I'm that not correct? sure I actually understand, but <laughs> I'm going to. You both have uh, explained it to me, but mm-hmm. I'm going to do what I can. Okay. You know, if you fail, we will call you out and laugh at you. No, That's I'm- fine. I hear Jarrett is horrible at this anyway, <laughs> so. In his honor. (laughs) That is great. And you know what? The silver lining, really, the happy ending here, is that even if you can't come up with a great happy ending, Jarrett Hill has sent you $1.75 to get some lunch for yourself. (laughs) To get a happy ending for myself. exciting. Uh, Ginger, Justin, you want to set an example and go first? Yes, I'm not sure if it'll be a good or a bad example, but sure, that woman put herself in danger taking that selfie off the balcony of that cruise ship, but at least it was a dumb angle and not a dead angle. That's true. Very good. That's, okay. a, that's a decent example. Wow, mine's horrible. <laughs> if that's what if that's if, if that's if what that's we're the doing. Example. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here's my happy ending. Sure, it might be a bit of a bummer that Lizzo is in sort of a, a legal situation now over the lyric "I'm a hundred percent that bitch," but the silver lining here is that thanks to the "How Gay Are You" app, I just took a DNA test, and it turns out I'm a hundred percent that les. <laughs> also, a decent example. Even when I'm hiking crazy. <laughs> so okay, now it's a good example. That's good. <laughs> All right, Travel. There is no judgment here. You're in a judgment-free zone. Go ahead. What is your happy ending? Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I have. Um, sure, Donald Trump is still carrying on like a child in the White House, but that's probably because he likes candy corn. That is okay. Wow. Thank you so much. That was a solid happy ending. <laughs> well, Jarrett Hill, if you are listening, the bar has officially been raised. That's how it's done. That is how it's there done. There we go. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Travel, on short notice. Uh, Jarrett Hill should be back tomorrow. Thanks for checking out the show. Again, catch up on the podcast if you missed anything. Drop the subject. Follow us at DTS Show. And you can always, always direct message us any of your thoughts. We will. We always like to interact with our listeners. And it's National Listener Recognition Day or some whatever that I made up at the top of the show. So continue to share facts about yourself. We want to get to know our listeners as much as possible. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. On the next. On the next. Drop the subject. Well, Jarrett Hill is under the weather, but he's going to help me plug our next show anyway. Take it away, Jarrett. Ah, that's true. Yes, we will be talking to the creator of the new interactive Tinder game, Swipe Night. Uh Uh-huh, and we are going to be sending Felicity Huffman a prison care package. Jarrett, how can you say something like that about me? I told you that in confidence. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. Drop the subject. 12 to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern. On the new Channel Q.